Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Goosebumps, cashing a slip makes you grin, and above all, you love making your bookie cry? Then you're in the right place. The number one spot for premier betting advice and wild opinions, shared with a fan base like no other. Welcome home. This is the Punch List MMA Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dale Lippin and Trey Van Buskirk. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? You are tuned into the newest edition of the Punchless MMA Podcast. It's your boy, Dale Lippin, in here with none other than Trey Van Buskirk himself. Trey, we had a um, we had an interesting weekend, to say the least. Uh, I'm going to talk about how you went MIA yeah. midway through Saturday night. But yeah. first and foremost, man, above all else, how are you? How you doing? How's life? What's going on with you, bro? I'm a little bit under the weather to be, to be transparent there, sir. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, hence, hence the MIA that you clearly want to talk about. Do you, do you want me to kind of throw my cards on the table and tell you kind of what went down on Saturday night? I mean, I felt like we were in pretty good communication with each other up until we weren't. And then it was a pretty monumental card and I was sort of left to, to figure out what came next by myself. I didn't have my partner in crime to sit there and work through all these feelings I was having, all these emotions that were in my body. I didn't have anybody to talk about it with, nobody to discuss it with. I had to do it on my own because you were gone. So yeah, I do want to talk about it. Yeah, I feel like you're my my work wife. So obviously I will tell you ahead of time, like we were communicating, you said, Trey, when are you going to start drinking? And this was midway through the prelims. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of concerned that you were not already drinking. Now, I, I I did need to pace myself. I waited. I told myself, Trey, use internal strength. Make it to the main card. Do not have a sip of alcohol until you get to the main card. Right. Here's the issue, dude. We've had a ping pong of a head cold. My two kids have had it. My wife had it. I was holding out strong. I was like, dude, I'm a freaking lone soldier. I'm, I'm, I am literally like Fauci can go fuck himself, dude. These, right. these antibodies are unbelievable. Not going to touch me. Dude, hit me Saturday morning. So I'm on Dayquil all day. Yeah. Have my first beer main card. I black out. So you slept through the main card? No, I was there. I was present. Oh. Um, but I just couldn't function. Like, oh, okay. I, 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 I was in I a total you. just alternate universe. I understand. I understand. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a unique spot, man. That's a unique <laughs> spot. Yeah. It was, it was a fun ride. Yeah. Blast. So... When I was in the Air Force, um, obviously they drug test you, so you can't do any like super hard drugs or really any drugs without getting yourself in trouble. Um, but one thing that used to create quite a unique, um, quite a unique 
sort of reaction, chemically speaking, would be uh, taking a bunch of DayQuil and then over-the-counter high blood pressure medicine. <laughs> right. I don't know what would happen, man. I was just thinking, you know, yeah. it just kind of gets you all kinds of wild, man. So, um, yeah, I mean, there, that was a that was a pretty popular thing while I was uh, while I was in was people doing that. So, I mean, that's probably not unlike what you were experiencing. No, it was. I mean, if anything, it just heightened the amazingness that we saw in 264. Yeah. Um, coming down from that though, I was extremely hungover. Um, and right. I think I was hungover for a couple of reasons. One, drank way too much on Dayquil, but then two, I was hungover with the garbage that was being put out there as the commentary to Conor McGregor. People, back off, my boy, dude. Back, back off. You'll do nothing. You'll do nothing. You'll do nothing. Get it in your sleep. All right, so let's do this real quick. <laughs> Um, so we were on the run it back podcast Friday night. Um, we ate a bunch of hot wings as part of our penance for, uh, losing the Drew Dober, Drew Dober versus Brad Riddell bet. That episode with them is coming out tonight. It'll be on YouTube. If you go to run it back podcast, MMA uh, on YouTube, you'll be able to see that. And you can absolutely check that out. Uh, Trey and I did a hot ones challenge with them as far as making up for, um, the Drew Dober loss. So that's coming out. Uh, that being said, on Saturday, I took it a little easy myself outside of alcohol, but from a, from a perspective of eating well, uh, I just had some regular plain chicken breasts. Um, and you know why I had chicken breasts because we were supposed to do the hot wing challenge. And I didn't have hot wings. So I, I made a ton of steak classy meats, uh, free range chicken breast Friday night. So that way I had leftovers on Saturday and that's what I ate on Saturday. So I ate clean on Saturday despite feeling like crap and then eating or drinking like a freaking uh, buffoon later on in the evening. But if you guys want some of the best meat on the planet earth, go to stayclassymeats.com. Use promo code FIST. You can save 10% on the entire thing. Yeah, I'm so lucky that Roy um, kind of hooked us up this past week, Dale, because when we were doing the hot wing challenge with running back um, – I drenched myself in hot sauce. Dude. Yeah, I got a new shirt too. I'm pretty excited. Go ahead. Yeah, dude, I had I was I was like running out. the The laundry system in our house is always full. The kids, I mean, the amount of clothes they have, the towels, all that shit, it always takes it up. So I need to have new clothes. I need to have sly like fly clothes, dude, in my wardrobe. Roy sends us a box, dude. Allegiance clothing. It is the sickest material, the sickest clothing you can get. Just go to allegianceclothing.com, guys. Just check it out. That's all I'm gonna say. This is not. Yeah. Guys, I'm just telling you. <laughs> I'm just telling you. Let me just, just tell, tell you. you. Just tell you. Go to Type in that code punch. You're going to get 15% off sideway, and then you're going to realize why you need this in your total wardrobe. Okay. So let's talk about a couple things. Let's get um, – so we have obviously – we have we have bets that we're going to break down for this, this event coming up. And then let's talk about some of the 264 aftermath real quick. But before we do that, quick snapshot. Just give me a 30-second take. Robbie Lawler versus Nick Diaz, co-main event on 266. How do you feel about that? Robbie it's, Lawler wins that fight. It's a five-rounder. Yeah, Robbie Lawler wins that fight. You think he, you think he, he exacts revenge on Nick Diaz? And be, I don't think it's going to be fireworks. I don't think it's going to be that exciting. I think this is going to be a very slow-paced, and there will be moments. There will be moments much like uh, his brother, Nate Diaz, at the end of the Leon Edwards, there'll be the one firework crack. But besides that, it's going to be a very lackluster performance. Robbie Lawler is going to win. Ring rust is a real thing. I don't care what anyone says. Robbie Lawler is going to get it done, especially being on a skid, dude, looking to prove something over a legend that he wants to avenge. Absolutely. Is there a fighter, in, in your opinion, is there a fighter on the roster that has 
that is currently on the roster that has fallen off more than Robbie Lawler in the USADA era? Oh, oh man. Tiago Santos? Tiago Santos just arguably beat John Jones back when he fought him. I mean, that, that title fight, that was a split decision win for Jones. I, yeah, then, then I think Tiago Santos. Well, USADA's been around for longer than that. No, I know, but I'm just saying as of recent. For yeah, but I don't think people. I mean I don't think that's part of the fall off. I mean, maybe, oh, okay. Maybe, um, hmm, who would you say? I would say Robbie Lawler. I would prior to that, I'd say maybe Tyron Woodley, but Tyron Woodley had had that good title defense against Darren Till. Um, most of the fighters that were highly affected by the USADA crossover or allegedly affected by it, right? We're all speculating here. Oh, Edson um, Barbosa. What are you talking about? Barbosa's still a murderer, and he's fighting 10 pounds lower. He's still, you're out of your mind. <laughs> I think Robbie Lawler is the last remaining one that, um, you know, Johnny Hendricks is gone. Um, I'm trying to think everybody. I mean, Carlos Condit was pre-USADA. It, it was a killer pre-USADA, but, I mean, he just has always fought the same way. He's, he's never gotten any better, never gotten any worse. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I was Just something I was thinking about out loud. Anyway, all right. Let's talk about 264. Okay. So sure. we had let's let's talk about the Poirier McGregor thing, right? Let's do it. Um before, you know, the what only your thoughts, dude. I want to I want you to go first here. Yeah. What are your thoughts, dude? Give, yeah, me, the... give me a little give me the recap and give me the aftermath. So we were early on the plus three hundred do not touch gloves. Um, so I love that. That that line flipped and erased itself from most books after the press conference, which was great. So if you got in on that, awesome. Um, under two and a half, smacked. Poirier smacked. Um, I know you were on McGregor, but whatever. Uh, but the other, you know, my place hit. No. Um, there's a couple different things with that fight, right? Connor came out. He came out. He looked motivated. He looked angry. I was a big fan. Came out. Um, you and I weren't talking because you were in, you were in the, a place where time doesn't exist mm-hmm. and the people that I were talking to, well, I was talking to around me said, Connor's going to, I said, Connor's going to come out and throw a crazy kick right off the rip. Mm-hmm. And he comes out and throws that spinning kick. And I was like, damn it. I wish that would have been a prop bet. Cause I knew that was coming. Right. Uh, I thought he looked good. Uh, I thought even when he was taken down, Dustin was in no real danger, but you could tell you, you can tell that Connor carries power because when he hit, when he was hitting Poirier, even from the bottom, it was it, it got his attention. Every yeah. time he hit him, it got his attention. Uh, my brother had a took an absolutely crazy prop, Conor McGregor by submission in round one. It was like oh, plus forty seven hundred. <laughs> and when Conor threw that guillotine on him, yeah. I dude, my heart almost beat out of my chest. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, there's a couple different things there. Poirier obviously had his toes in the cage. That's how he was able to crawl to that vertical position and alleviate the pressure on the neck. Connor grabbed the hand or grabbed the gloves and was throwing the up kicks. Uh, I mean, it was a fight that was ended by an injury, right? So, I mean, do I feel like there's some finality to it? There probably could be. I don't necessarily know that round two was going to tell that much different of a tale. However, it's still high t- high stakes punch face. Anything can happen. We've seen plenty of people get waxed for longer periods of time and still come back and win. Look at uh, look at you know Darren Elkins versus Mirsad Bektik or Bektich, however you want to say his last name. Uh, Darren Elkins got beat for fourteen minutes and thirty seconds and then won the final thirty seconds of the fight, and knocked out. 
Bekdich. Um, and that was after getting throttled. So you, I, I can't definitively say that Connor was going to lose that fight. There are a couple things, though, that seem to be pretty telling about Connor, and one of which is he does not enjoy being hit at all. He's not in it for a dog fight. He does not want to get hit. He right. doesn't respond to it well. Right. Um, as the as the exchanges were long on the feet, mouth was open, especially at the end of the first round. Mouth was open, sloppy, you know, sloppy last exchange there prior to him breaking the ankle. I don't know. Dustin's a guy that gets stronger as the fight goes on. Connor is not that guy. So unless he was going to get him out of there in the second round, I didn't think it was going to go his way moving forward, which is why I played the under two and a half and was just hoping for the under two and a half. I didn't really want to side with any particular guy because I saw paths of victory to both under two and a half with a little bit of juice on it was just seemed like the safest play. And ultimately the one that cashed the easiest for us. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you, you explain the fight beautifully. Obviously that's exactly how everything went down. Um, yeah, there was a couple of mistakes, obviously that Connor made at the beginning. I think that jumping for that guillotine, um, that was, a, and as it did come out after the fight, that was a bait, um, yep. for, for Poirier to sw- switch over to half guard. Um, but I think, Connor taking that guillotine one, he knows he can't stitch that up. Two guillotines notoriously gas your arms, which is you know all he has in his arsenal is the striking. So bad on bad on him. Poirier cheating a little bit with the, with the toes in the cage. Connor with the with the inside of the glove. You know those kind of cross out to me. I would have liked to have seen it go to the second round because I think the uh, requisite adjustments would have been made. Hmm. Um, and I think standing. Connor's style changed pretty significantly in that fight. You know, even two two and a half minutes in, he had a very wide karate stance, flipping to you know orthodox southpaw back and forth, and then he moved to his traditional boxing. And when he moved to the traditional boxing, it allowed Poirier to close the distance. And when he closed the distance, that's where he's able to bull rush. And he is a stronger combatant than Conor McGregor is. So anything in that clinch area, that wrestle heavy approach, Connor's going to wilt. So I think that switch in styles and him reverting back to his preparedness for Pacquiao, whatever it may be, that was bad. Um, what I think is the worst thing of this entire fight is Joe Rogan. Oh, um, okay. Hot take. Okay. What do you got? Why? I don't see myself getting famous enough that I'll go on Joe Rogan's podcast. So I'll speak transparently. Oh, I gosh. think that he, as of recently, and we've talked about it, yeah. his commentary and style has gotten extremely casual. It's been extremely lazy. He hasn't done the homework. Um, he is a fan favorite because casuals can relate. But here's the thing. Don't you ever, after any fight, go interview the person that just lost, let alone someone that just snapped their ankle in half. But that's what he always does. That's but not, it's not something that. new. But he does it every time. But Whether he can or can't, he does it every single time. Right. But you can't do that. And people can't ridicule Connor for speaking completely erratic when Ooh, you have an adrenaline wow. dump. You're in extreme pain, and you have a microphone shoved in your face in front of a billion people in animosity to the person you're fighting. That is absolutely absurd. So people that are talking shit, and you might think, oh, Trey, dude, here he is, jocking Connor's balls, protecting you know, the orange and green balls, dude. Uh-huh. I'm not doing that. I'm just saying I think that's highly inappropriate. It should be X'd from all communication going forward. I don't like it, dude. I don't like it. Well, we've had this issue with him before, right? Remember, remember the, uh, the very embarrassing Alistair Overeem title fight? You know, I heard I, I felt him tap thing where he's like, oh, OK, cool. Let's watch it on the big screen. Like that's he he does that. And whether whether, you know, at, I feel like 
I don't listen to his show all that often, but I have previously. I feel like he has said before that that is something that he doesn't particularly enjoy doing. However, depending on the fighter or depending on the circumstances in which it ends, they tell him whether or not to do it. Um, it's not after every main event. It's no. not after every pay-per-view that he goes over there and talks to the to the loser. It's not after everyone. But title fights, sure. Or people of high magnitude, sure. But it's not after everyone. So I think that there is some sort of, whether they're telling him in the earpiece or telling him before he walks up, hey, we want you talking to both people. And then somebody like Conor McGregor, if he's willing to talk to you, Conor, Colby, um, Diaz brothers, Masvidal, you know, I'm not sure how many, uh, Amanda Nunes, if she were to ever lose, whatever, guys that are well-spoken, guys and girls that are well-spoken, given the opportunity, you got to let them on the mic. The UFC is starving for stars. You have to let these guys talk. They need to actually, what they really need to do more than anything else, they need to implement, there's three things I would love to see the UFC do, which I think could take them to the next level, right? from my business model. One, I'd like to see healthcare, like universal healthcare and pensions for all fighters with maybe five or more fights in the promotion. Number two, I would love to see financial literacy classes and uh, in conjunction with universal health benefits and uh, retirement pension benefits. Uh, I'd love to see financial literacy classes. And then Three, and lastly, because they built the, the the Performance Institute, which is great, I would love to see them uh, put forth some sort of promotional self-marketing PR course and have their, have their guys and girls take it, just so people can get a better understanding of what it means to be your own brand right. uh, and, and all of the pluses and minuses that can come with that because there's a lot of missed opportunities from a lot of people that are really well loved uh, and and highly thought of that they're missing out on because yeah. they either aren't good at public speaking or perhaps need a translator or they have you know whatever they just can't throw two sentences together without chewing on their tongue whatever the case may be that I think that those three things would go a long way for fighters in the UFC I really I really think they would um, that being said I want to talk about Connor real quick to, just to give him a little bit more airtime, I understand that your ankle's broke, right? Or your leg, and you you might be in shock. But what I don't understand is the severity of the anger that came from him because of that, right? So, like, he he broke his ankle or broke his leg, falls down, Poirier tees off on him a little bit. He covers up, tells the doctor, tells his corner, my ankle's broken, my leg's broken, whatever the case may be, I can't continue. He wants to make sure that it's a doctor stoppage. But then, unless there was something that we didn't see, he went from my my leg's broken to I'm going to murder you and your wife in your sleep. That's a very strange thing to do. Like, it wasn't like a Tanya Harding, Nancy Kerrigan thing. Poirier didn't sneak out from the back and hit him with a, a with a with a bat in the knee and 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 do something like that happened within the course of combat. So why are you chirping at him, telling you're going to kill him in his sleep? That's such a that's such a high escalation, right? And then the flip side of that too, you know. What are you going to call one of the unspoken rules or not? You kind of try. You're supposed to. You're supposed to anyway. Leave leave a man's wife and kids out of it, whatever the problem may be. And Connor just does not abide by that rule. And I know he's got fu money now. And he can say and do what he wants. But I kind of side with Poirier here, even though I think he's a bit of a cornball. You, once you kind of 
go down that path, we we really don't have anything to discuss anymore, man. We're kind of done here. Like this is on, you know, we're on a different level now. When you're threatening me and my wife and bringing my kids involved, and I'm going to piggyback this into Colby Covington putting a thing out saying that he he fathered Poirier's kid. <laughs> People, go, I mean, people go, people murder people for stuff. I'm just saying, like, people will, people will right. kill people for stuff like that. I don't think Poirier's that guy, but if you're like, imagine you're someplace and somebody comes up to you and says some crazy sideways shit like that, are you just going to take that on the chin? No, that's the kind of stuff that literally makes you irresponsibly angry. So I just don't, I don't, I'm cool with Connor as a showman. I'm cool with Connor, the gimmick. I'm well, humble Connor, angry Connor, whatever. I'm cool with the guy. He's done wonders for the sport. But that's just that's in real. I mean, that and punching old people, man. That's in really poor taste, man. I just you make it really hard to like you when you act like that. I I, I do not condone that by any means. But I will say we don't know the mental state and the adrenaline dump and the pain that he was in to just blurt shit out like that. Bro, I broke I my leg backwards. Shit out before. I out. broke my leg backwards and I did not threaten to kill anybody. Well, you weren't in a fist fight with someone. No, I wasn't in a fist fight, but I've I've been in plenty of fist fights. I've been in I've I've been trapped in an elevator fighting an inmate by myself with my bare hands, life or death situation, and I was not threatening to kill him. And well, I didn't threaten to kill him after we got out of the elevator too, after I had help and assistance, I did not threaten to kill him. Well, you said that you said that the UFC is starving for stars. They are. Um they and do a Rousey put the ones I have. Yeah, but Ronda Rousey put out a very telling tweet. He said, wow, I, or he said, huh. she said, when Connor took his first knockdown, immediately he was already he was already promoting the next fight. And that's what right. he did. Can you imagine the snippets that are going to come out of that? 1,000% the, uh, they're going to run this back for the fourth time. People sure. can talk shit all they want, and they can talk about how there needs to be respect in the UFC. Trust me, I'm all about respect, bro. Like, I'm all about respect. I'm the mayor of respect. I'm the mayor of respect. But... At the end of the day, you need. There's a reason he said that. You need people like me. I, we need people like the Coley Cove, Covingtons. We need the Nate Diaz. We need the Conor McGregor's. We need those because, at the end of the or the press, the uh, post fight press conference, they said to Dana, "Oh, do you think you're going to get Dustin Poirier and Charles Oliveira to sell out the Allegiant Stadium?" And he said no, and he said that for two reasons. One, he said that you know, which I agree. I like the intimacy of fighters or fight fans on top of the fighters, like literally all enclosed stadium. Things are very tough unless you're in Australia. The other reason he said that is because a Charles Oliveira and a Dustin Poirier would never sell out. Even like it would be tough to sell out T-Mobile unless the car was stacked. Right. Let's be frank. Unless you're a true fan, you don't really give a shit. My wife was all about watching Conor McGregor. People are all about watching Colby Covington. They love the animosity. They love the stick. They love all that stuff. You need people like them. So as much as people are like, get him the fuck out. Don't give him the fourth fight. Fuck you. You know what? You're, you're going to want to buy that card. You're going to you're gonna pay for it. You're going to pay for it and be like, oh, you know what? I'm not going to legally stream it because I don't want to make sure it buffers out correctly. Like 100%, dude. Come on. Maybe so. Let's be real. You know, it'd be great. And you just gave me a good idea. I would love it if they did like a college tour. Could you imagine like, I mean, you, I mean, you, you've obviously watched college basketball before. Could you imagine having like a UFC event or any MMA event, like at Cameron indoor where like the fans are literally right on the floor? Oh yeah. That'd be that would be sick. anarchy, man. <laughs> I would. I like this. I like yeah. this. Somebody give us a bunch of seed money so we can start our own promotion. I'm in. All right. Let's break down some fights. What do you think? I love it. I love it. All right, man. Let's do uh, first fight on the main card. I'll Billy Q. 
Yeah. Billy Quarantillo taking on Gabriel Benitez. Benitez at 22 and 8. Billy Q at 15 and 3. Real quick, because we don't have producer Jake, are you doing the odds on the screen? Or you want me to do them? I'll do them. I'm trying You're to gonna do them? Yeah. Be Somewhere the one you skipped, right? Yeah. Did you skip Billy Q. I skipped it. Yeah. Fantastic. Did you really skip that one? I skipped it. Yeah. <laughs> You're such a turd. Jeez. Oh my gosh. You had one job. I know. Oh, well, I, know. I have it. I have him. All right. All right. All right. Golly. Billy Q. And, oh, you didn't even do the, gosh, it's just the static one. Jake, come back, man. Billy Q at a plus 140. Gabriel Benitez at a minus 170. Over and around rounds at two and a half. This is this is on par for when we don't have a producer. This is great. You wonder why we can't get signed to the big leagues. This is why. All right. <laughs> Billy Q at a plus one forty here, Trey. I think there's a lot of value in him, man. I know, I know you're big on uh, your boy Benitez, but one, can he make weight? Mm. And two, if he does, can he beat a guy who's nonstop action like Billy Q? I guess my concern if you're the camp of Billy Q is gonna be the kicks. Of Benitez, if I'm not mistaken, didn't Javier Mendez say that uh, Gabriel Benitez kicks harder than anybody else he's ever held pads for? Mm-hmm. How's that gonna How's that gonna fare against the guy that walks forward with that body, wide body karate style like uh, Billy Q, who's just sitting there, liver there for the picking? What do you think? Everyone always has their own tough guy in the gym, dude, that they want to shout to the masses. Uh, Benitez, honestly, I haven't really seen it, though. We saw mm. it in the Justin James fight, but Justin James moved up a weight class and took it on short notice. So, like, what do you expect? Billy Q, dude, I've always liked this guy. Who are the three guys you say look like Billy Q? It's Bill Algio, Billy Q, and who else? One other. Oh, yeah, there's um, – <laughs> wait, who is it? Bill Algio, Billy Quarantillo. And uh, there's some other person. Yes, they all look identical. <laughs> They're all the same person. They've what, never – Bill Algio and Bill Quarantino, Billy Quarantillo have never been seen in the same room at, no, uh, at the same time. Um, but what I do love about Billy is he's got a great cardio tank. Um, and he is dealt with people that have heavy punches. I always like to go with Billy Q. I like to go back to the Spike Carlisle fight, even though I don't yeah. like Spikes even in the UFC anymore. He's not. Um, yeah, but he was a great kind of litmus test as to like power punchers coming in and like throwing heavy and then gassing out and him weathering the storm. He's a very good wrestler. He can outlast, you know, any type of storm in the first round. And then, you know, he can just wrestle himself to a decision win. Um, I don't think he possesses anything that's like off the paper, like, you know, leg kicks that it's going to get it done in a KO fashion, but he's going to get the job done. He'll be able to pick out two out of two out of three rounds for sure. Interesting. Interesting. I like, you know, you know, I'm a big fan of, Big fan. The fact that you just said litmus test. I know, and I pronounced it correctly. You did, did it. You hear that? I did, man. I looked. Yeah, I couldn't hang spell out. it, but I Bro, said t- it. Two two years of us doing the show, man. I'm starting to wear off on you. It's good. It's dude, good. I am becoming SMRT, dude. Yeah, I don't yeah. doubt that for one second. <laughs> Is that a ticker symbol on 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 the New York Stock Exchange? SMRT. I'll play it. Yeah, dude. I just actually, it's really funny. I just got my my one trading account spent uh, suspended today. Too much AMC? No, not too much AMC. I just <laughs> uh they, they're not a big fan of my trading habits. So <laughs> yeah, because every like five seconds, oh buy, sell, oh fucking sell. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. I, I I I I buy and sell very quickly. Uh but yeah, I got a 90 day meh. So hopefully nothing crazy happens in the next 90 days because I don't have the ability to do much. So I'm gonna move everything over to a different account. All right, anyway. Uh, I like Billy Q here, man. You know, obviously, uh, unanimous decision loss to Gavin Tucker, but we love us some Gavin Tucker. Uh, we love Gavin Tucker. We love 
Sean Brady. Um, however, Gavin Tucker was on the bad end of that Dan Ige fight, but Sean Brady continues to look fantastic. Uh, but we're not here to talk about Sean Brady. Gavin Tucker is a quality opponent that Billy Q took a full, you know, yeah. 15 minutes, right? And, and, and a, as competitive as you can hope to be against a guy with the talent level of Gavin Tucker, who might be one of the future stars of the sport. Billy Q looked great there. Um, had the fight against Spike, like you talked about, and did well there. Had, you know, the quick, not the quick, but knocked out Kyle Nelson. Kyle Nelson, not so much a UFC-level talent, if I'm being honest, but uh, guy is incredibly durable, and Billy Q took it to him and was able to ultimately finish him. And then, all you know, like I said, went to decision with Gavin Tucker. I think that there's something telling about a loss like that, right? We talk about learning more in the losses sometimes than you do the wins. I think we got to see a little bit about Billy Q that in that fight. And one is that while he's got some holes in his game, he's going to be a tough out for anybody. And if you look at a guy like Gabriel Benitez, who's been around for a while, I've got no problem with no problems with Mowgli really, but he's kind of a mixed bag since he got in, came on the scene, right? So at least as far as UFC's related, um, I, I'm okay with the win over Clay Collard, but lost to Andre Feely's, lost to Enrique Barzola, losses to Sadiq Youssef and Omar Morales. Those guys are great. I mean, I'm you know I'm high on Omar Morales. Everybody loves Sadiq Youssef. Um, those are fights he wasn't supposed to win, and tests he did not pass. What really gets me though is like if you're looking at the quality of wins that he has, though, Justin James not in the promotion anymore. Humberto Bandanai, not in the promotion anymore. Jason Knight, not in the promotion anymore. Sam Cecilia, retirement fight. Clay Collard, not in the promotion any, anymore. He doesn't have a win against anybody that's active in the promotion currently. No. All of his wins are against guys that are no longer in the promotion or since retired. That doesn't speak volumes for me. Um I you obviously you say well Dale it makes the same, makes the same freaking argument for Billy Q, but Billy Q is only three fights into his UFC career. He's not nine or what? This will be the tenth fight of Gabriel Benitez's UFC tenure. It speaks more to me in that regard. I'm taking plus money on the first fight of the main card. I'm taking Billy Q at a plus one forty. Billy Q for you. Billy Q for me. All right. <clears throat> Gosh, man, I just I need something to drink real quick. All right. Uh, your boy, drink Hadol- this in, bro. Drink yeah, it your, in. <laughs> your boy, Adolfo Vieira, taking on Dustin Stoltzfus. Adolfo Vieira making the comeback, man. Seven and one, taking on Stoltzfus at 13 and two. Um, I mean, let me ask you this do, do you have your pants on? How tight are they right now? Dude, I, I'm freaking out that you can get Adolfo at a minus 225 right now. I never see this guy minus, I mean, less than a minus 400, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that has a lot to do with his last fight, which was awful. Um, and he looked terrible. So do we feel like he made the adjustments here against a veteran? No, I don't care how talented he is, but you're talking about a guy that's been in a lot of fist fights, Dustin Stoltzfus. The problem is what made that loss so much worse is he lost to a dude named Fluffy. Well, you can I mean, mean- yeah, I mean, I mean, if your name's Fluffy and you're and you're coming in as Brazilian, like 15 time world champion, you freaking get subbed by a guy named Fluffy. Yeah, Ugh, dude, it hurts. It does. But that's hurt. cool. Everyone needs to be humble, dude. I need to be humbled in life all all the time. It's right. good. To, it's good to get in, you know, get subbed by a white belt and then come back the next day and murder other people. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. 
Zolfiera got humbled, but obviously it showed like the biggest void in his game, which was crazy. Um, uh, is his cardio tank. Yeah. Uh, when actually it's funny, I should have seen that coming because if you go back and watch like ADCC or any of that stuff, you see, he's a guy that explodes and he kind of hangs out on side control and takes a couple breaths and then he explodes knees on belly, takes a second, goes to mount, takes a second. He's a guy that like is methodical, a robot, but in those transitions, like calms down for a second. So right. when you have something that's consistent and you're pressing forward, the cardio tank beep, goes completely away. I like this though, because Dustin's a guy that stands tall, kind of reminds me of like Dusko Togorovic a little bit, dude, kind of stands with that old school style, head yep. up a lot. Chin now, up. I don't yep. think, yeah, I don't think Hidalfo is going to try and like box him, but sure. I like that because he's not going to be low to the ground. He's going to be tough to negate the takedown. Right. So I like guy that's long, lanky with arms wide open, Creed style, dude. Oh man, this guy's going to shoot in, get on top and just smother. I see a sub happening in the first, I don't know, dude. I think under two and a half is the safest play for sure, but that's probably super chalky. Um, but I like Rodolfo by sub, obviously, but I'm not going to get too cute. So I'm definitely – oh, it's only one and a half. Smart. Take the one and a half. I'm going under one and a half, dude. Go I'm under one and a half. half. I'm going to do it. His cardio yeah. didn't didn't last a round and a half last time, so just freaking do it. Yeah, let it, roll, let it rip. Yeah. Here's, a, here's, yeah. the thing, here's the thing that's what that betrays Stoltzfus in this fight, and it's something he can't control, and that's his genetics. When you, I think the Todorovic – uh, point is spot on because Todorovic is betrayed by his genetics. He has a giant head sitting atop of a long neck like a lollipop. And <laughs> with Todorovic and the way he fights, it puts him there to be knocked out, which we yeah. see happen. With a guy like Stoltzfus, it's going to put him there to be choked. Adolfo Vieira is looking at, the, looking at that thing like a greasy fire pole that he's just going to try to grab and climb up. And he's just going to be... I, I, I sincerely hope that he can choke out the dust and Stoltzfuses of the world. Yeah. If he loses this fight, I will put him on my never bet again list. I will will currently play him. I'll play him one more time. You'll probably see him Saturday as part of a two or a three-leg parlay, um, which my parlay smacked this last Saturday. I'm just saying. Um, (laughs) But if... I'll play him one more time. This is the, this is his last chance. He's on waivers right now. I need him. To, I need him to get the sub here. I'm probably playing by sub, and I'll and I'll probably play him money line as well. Let's go, Adolfo. Adolfo Vieira. <laughs> what's his nickname? What's it? What's his nickname? I don't know. God, I have no idea. Wow. I don't think he has one, dude. I think he's just one of those guys. The Drew Dober. Uh, it's the black belt hunter. The black belt hunter. Yes. I don't understand that. Hey, man. They're Brazilians. They're not exactly the most creative people on earth. Oh, and there go all our Brazilian fans. All right, Martus Gamrot <laughs> taking on Jeremy Stevens. Uh, Jeremy Stevens at plus 185. Martus Gamrot at a minus 225. Caucus Mountain Warrior. Mm. Fine, dude, I freaking love me some Gamrot. Do I like him at minus 225, though, against a murderer in Jeremy Stevens who has fought the best in the world? No, I do not love that line. Um Dog or pass here, really, to be honest with you. I don't feel so confident in Gamrot that I want to put him as a parlay piece. This fight is literally putting itself as a dog or pass situation for me. Jeremy Stevens waxes and wanes between whether or not I think he's a super quality elite level fighter, but you cannot deny the fact that he has only fought the best in the world for the latter half of, you know, well, probably the last decade. I mean, the guy's got what, 20? No, dude. Yeah. Does he does he currently have the most? Is he currently hold the record for the most fights 
in UFC history? He might. Or is that Damian Maya? Uh, he might. It's a lot. Yeah. It's high 20s, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. It's not the most wins, but he might have the most fights in the promotion. It's definitely not most wins, especially when yeah. you're on a four-fight lose skid right now. be really cool if we had a producer that could help us out with that. Anyway, super. Um, super cool if we had producer Jake here, but he's smoking darts outside. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Dogger pass for me. Jeremy Stevens can absolutely win this fight. Gamrot mixed bag since he got to the UFC. Flashes of potential world champion, but also flashes of a guy that is going to have a harder and harder time getting to the next level. Jeremy Stevens is firmly entrenched as a gatekeeper here. If Gamrot can get past him with relative ease or without getting hurt or banged up too much, I think Gamrot would be a perfect comeback fight for Josh Emmett. Ooh, ooh, that's a nice call out. And, it's, and the timetable fits. Emmett's ooh. getting ever so close. He's probably about three months out, Shit. four months out. Gamrot goes in, gets a dominant wrestle heavy win over a Jeremy Stevens. Like I think he's going to have to in order to, to, I don't think he's going to knock Jeremy out. Um, wrestle heavy win, uh, grinder workman, workman like performance over Jeremy Stevens. And then, uh, get a, get a number on your name and get Josh Emmett when he comes back. Yeah. My worry with Gamrot though, is he's going to ditch the, uh, the wrestle heavy plan with Jeremy Stevens. Cause Jeremy could stun him and then he could do what he has done in the past, which is get into a little bit of a uh, firefight. You know, he's a southpaw, so he's going to utilize that outside jab with his right hand, which actually possesses a ton of pop. His left hand is going to do all the work, but, dude, his right hand, that thing can freaking land. And if it does, Jeremy Stevens will bull rush and get a little over overtly aggressive like he normally does. The thing I like about in this fight, though, is Jeremy Stevens going from 145 to 150 fight. The dude's got a little bit more fluid in his skin. He's going to be a little bit more durable. And, dude, he is coming in strong. If we learned anything from, quote, unquote, his last fight, fight and i say that with uh you know little what do you call bunny ears around it i'm saying that because dude it got to the weigh-ins jeremy stevens merely pushed a guy and injured him sent him to the hospital the guy is strong as shit um him going 145 155 and i think if he can get gamera to bait and go into a firefight i'm dude plus 185 why not yeah, I mean, look, you look at his, yeah, he's on a four-fight skid, but you're talking about loss to Calvin Cater, Yair Rodriguez, Zabit, and Jose Aldo. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's pretty I, legit. I, I mean, there's not a single person on Gamrot's record that if you were to match them up with Jeremy Stevens, that I don't think Jeremy Stevens wouldn't be a at least a minus 350 to minus 400 against. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's not one. No. Um the only exception would be maybe the Gary Tonin fight, but even then, that was you know a grappling bout that wasn't even a that wasn't even like a sanctioned MMA fight. So I don't if you take anybody on Gamrot's record, put him up against Jeremy Stevens. Jeremy Stevens is at a minus four hundred, minus three fifty at minimum. Um, I like Gamrot. I think he's one of the future contenders in in any division he wants to fight in. I think he's going to have a hard time with Jeremy Stevens. I'm going to take the gatekeeper here. I'll take plus money. Even though I love Gamrot, I just don't necessarily – I I need to see him pass this test, I guess, is what, what I'm getting at. This might even be a no play for me, to be honest. Um, I can see how Jeremy Stevens can win this fight, but I can also see how Gamrot really just kind of grinds him out to 
to a decision and then rolls on to bigger and better things, which I think are right around the corner for him. He could very much play this safe and get it, get a, he has the skill set rather that if he wanted to execute it and did so well, he could beat Jeremy Stevens handedly with out incurring a lot of damage and move on to something bigger and better before the end of the year. Is Jeremy Stevens cut if he loses this fight? They'll probably give him one more, to be honest with you. Okay. They'll probably give him one more because he's had skids before. He's had four here. Um, he had he had three back like in the early 2010s. He's had he's had a bunch of like where depending on where you want to draw the lines, he's lost four out of the last five or two out of the last. Um, you know, he's won two out of the last six or whatever the case may be. Um, Josh going back to 55. We're not sure yet. Um, rumblings, rumblings. I know it's a lightweight fight. Yeah, I got you. But I got you, dude. Um, but Emmett's coming back off of the the knee injury, so he's not not entirely sure. I think he wants to come back at 145. But if you can get a good fight up against an up and comer, 155, we'll see. We shall see. Speaking of, uh, <laughs> just, you were sitting there like you were frozen. I was just waiting to see. What I thought you were frozen. No, I was going to say. Speaking of fighters that are on their way out, dude, Marin- Marion Renault. Oh, this retirement re- fight. This is a retirement fight, bro. This is a retirement fight. She's already announced it. She's got her foot out the door. Misha Tate's coming back. Cupcake Tate, eighteen and seven, the former champ, taking on Marion Renault at nine and seven. Not an easy fight for Misha. She's got that mom strength now, though, dude. You see her. She's all cut up, man, like 2% body fat. She's just veins popping out everywhere. I'm telling you, man, it's going to be a battle of two strong chicks. But Misha Tate, I don't know, buddy. I don't know. I don't know. Don't you know? I don't know, dude. I want to take Misha just based off the fact that I feel like if this fight was five years ago, she beats Marion really easy, and Marion's as good now as she was five years ago. So, I mean – I don't know, dude. Do you take Misha Tate? I mean, obviously, science says you take the women's underdog here at plus 105, but do you want to take Marion Renault? That's super salty ass record, nine and seven. I know, I know. On a four fight loose skid herself. Um, dude, how, how can you put any analytics or any data against Misha Tate? She hasn't fought since 2016. Renault is a great boxer but she tends to get bullied misha tate that's what she's good at she's good at being a bully um to to put her up against another boxer we haven't really seen her be put against a legit boxer we've seen her in her you know ronda rousey days and shit like that but that was in the age where that was essentially the the cream of the crop as it related to boxing the times have changed dude mary is an actual legit boxer so i think mm. if misha tate chooses oh. to keep this thing she is a legit boxer for for women's MMA. Kid, come on, dude. Let's be all right, buddy. Man. Go ahead, man. Do you think? Keep going. No, so I'm, all I'm going to say is I think Misha Tate, her path to victory is being being a bully, uh, really cl- closing the distance, getting in clinch heavy, and then hopefully just kind of ground and pounding this thing to a really you know boring one sided de- decision. I think that's an appropriate line at minus one thirty five. I don't think anything's happening under two and a half. I think. Misha Tate has everything to win this fight based on her previous skills. But if Renault, if you want any type, it's not even worth it at plus 105. No, but it's not. Just, just take not Misha. Just, just take, take Misha and let it ride. Just take Misha. 
just take Misha. If you look at the la- if you look two of the last three losses that Renault has, Macy Chase on and Yana Kunitskaya. And those are legit. Do not use the Kunitskaya that just showed up on Saturday and decided she was going to completely change her fight style, which as a better, you can never account for. How can you account for somebody completely changing everything that got them to the big show to begin with? Um, oh, yeah. I mean, plus, Kunitskaya came out. a girl just, that was four and a half pounds over and on her period. Like, come on, dude. Right. So she's essentially a wounded animal. So you literally she came running full board a wounded animal. The uh, most aggressive animal. The, the most aggressive wounded animal out there. Exactly. That's like poking a bear with a spear and then putting the spear down and then trying to fist fight it. It's a bad idea. It's essentially what happened. Uh, but then she did so in a manner that just was not conducive to how she's ever fought before. So if you look at the Yana Kunitskaya that showed up to fight Marion Renault and yeah. the Macy Chason that showed that showed up to fight Marion Renault, they were the bully. They were the 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 lay and pray grinder style, and they beat Renault with relative ease. Misha Tate, that's what she's always done. That's what she's known for is being a grinder. Um, you just got to hope she doesn't get cracked early and bail out because she just didn't want to get hit again. Uh, I don't know if Haley's coming west. We'll have to, see, I, w- I wanted Haley on for this one because she was just out training with Misha. Um, and she said, Misha looks big. Misha looks strong. And you know, it should be a relatively easy night in the office for her. And you know how big Haley is. And if Misha's tossing her around, uh, you know, that's a strong chick, man. That's a I strong love how female. You say, uh, Chason, dude. It makes me want to send it back. Chason. Chason. It's not Chason. Send it back. I send it back, bro. Is that not how you say it? No, it is. It's just, okay. uh, it's just, I don't know. I don't know if she says it that like French. Well, she know? doesn't say Chason. <laughs> she might, dude. Macy Chason. All right, man. Main event of the evening, Islam Makachev at 19 and 1, Tiago Moises at 15 and 4. All right. So here's what we have to do, right? Makachev's at a minus 620, Moises at a plus 420, over on our rounds at four and a half. I'm just going to take under four and a half. Ooh. And the okay. reason why, the reason why is because the only way that I can see Moises winning this fight is if he catches Makachev. Mm-hmm. And the way I see Makachev winning this fight is by basically emulating Khabib. And if he's able to accurately emulate Khabib, we're looking at a mauling. And if he can maul somebody, especially a guy that's going to rely on big explosive movements like Moises, I'm seeing a finish somewhere around the third or the fourth round. I don't think he's going to knock him out on the feet. I think we see a mauling. And that style really starts to pay dividends around the end, like middle to end of round three, right? Beginning around four, and at four and a half, it literally gives you up until the last two minutes and thirty seconds of the fight to have a finish on either side to win. Now, you know, if you like Makachev, good luck finding value on him. You okay. can either take, you can maybe what take him by decision. What's Makachev by decision at? Did you look? I'll pull it up. Go ahead. It's, it's disgusting. Um, I was just saying, gosh, you have to play the insides here. Yeah, I mean, you got to play the props, dude. Yeah. I wish there was a book I could find that said like this fight will end up on the ground in the first minute. Like that's what I want. Right. The guy in Islam Makachev who has sixty three percent takedown defense, so I don't see Tiago Moises doing that, but has a ninety three percent takedown accuracy. This thing's going to end on the ground quickly. And that's what he does, dude. This is what Drew Dober comes on our show and tells us every single time. There's levels. This is a guy. It's a different type of pressure. Justin Gaethje said it about Khabib. 
Drew Dober said it about Makachev. It's that style that is smothering. You cannot get up. You can barely breathe. You're deep in mud. You're not getting up. You're going to drown. And Islam Makachev has submissions to his game too. Tiago Moises is subject to uh, submissions even from people like Michael Johnson that fucking ankle locked him. Dude, <laughs> if Michael Johnson's ankle locking you, you don't think Islam Makachev is going to do what he did to Dober and get him like an arm triangle from side control? You're out of your mind, dude. He Islam ankle locked Michael Johnson, not the other way around. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. I saw that out of the corner of my eye. Fuck. No, bro. He, no, he freaking ankle locked Michael Johnson, man. Come on. He shredded Johnson's knee. <laughs> oh, I feel so dumb right now. Dude. That's all right, man. It happened. I saw that out of the corner of my eye, and I was like, oh, my God. Did he really get subbed by Johnson? No. no. But right there, it says a nice W. Nice W, buddy. Well, it doesn't Come. matter, dude. If you're getting a unanimous decision win over Alex Hernandez – Hernandez is tough. Dude, it's the wrestling levels, bro. It's all about the levels, dude. All right. Look, you can get even money on four and a half. Take the under. Hope for an exciting fight that has a finish in it. Put bias aside. You can. Uh, I don't have a line for Makachev by decision, but it'll come out. But even then, it's probably going to be somewhere in the minus 180 to minus 220 range for Makachev by decision. Um, you probably get sub- Somewhere around plus 150, you'll probably get, you know, TKO in the same ballpark. There's not going to be a ton of value on Makachev. So take the even money, put 100 down, get 100 back, man. Just, just I don't like it. Yeah. Just, it was like the, the, the same approach we had to the Connor and Poirier fight. Play an under, pick an under that you like whether it be an alternate, because there's always alternate unders over under. So two and a half, three and a half, four and a half, um, or just inside the distance and it'll give you the full 25 minutes. Just, you can probably get fight ends inside the distance at damn near even money, probably be minus 125 for fight ends inside the distance. Hey, um, before we shift to prelims, I want to get your thought on something real quick. Yeah. Um, so one of our plays that we put out there was the over one and a half, for Michelle Pereira, Nico Price. That yeah. smacked. Hell yeah. But speaking of decisions and inside distances, what was your thought on Herb Deed's stoppage in the Sean O'Malley fight? It's garbage. Seconds left. It's garbage. It's garbage. And I, I, I waffle on this too because we, we, we had a similar discussion after the Calvin Cater, uh, Max Holloway fight, right? Yeah. Is that at a certain point, we are going to see referees start stepping in whenever someone is grossly outmatched and, and incurring more damage than they need to um, and ultimately saving the fighter from themselves for being too tough, right? And the more I had time to think about the Chris Moutinho thing and it, it made me reflect on the Calvin Cater thing, with that, you could almost make a stronger argument that the Cater fight should have been stopped by Herb than you could have the Moutinho O'Malley fight. Now I know O'Malley was landing at a record setting clip. I know that basically everything he threw was landing. However, with the exception of the first at the very end of the first round, nothing he threw hit Moutinho. I mean, or not hit him, but nothing hurt him. Right. Like nothing really had him rock. Nothing really had him in bad shape. Honestly, he wasn't even cut up that much. He wasn't even leaking that much. If you look at him after the fact, it was like you really thought like his swelling and bruising and everything was going to be a lot worse than it was. And it, it just really wasn't. He gener- genuinely just kind of looked like maybe O'Malley just doesn't crack that hard. 
um, or he wears the damage really well. In the Cater-Max Holloway fight, Cater was leaking everywhere. Right. His face was a mess, and you he was getting rocked continuously. Yeah. He threw back just enough to look like he was intelligently defending himself, but that was a fight where, you know, they probably could have stopped it. And I think that's why we haven't seen Calvin since then. And I think it's going to be a while till we see him again. You need time off of a fight like that. You you got to let the brain heal. Um, it'll be a while before we see Martino again. But I think if you're Herb and it's at that point, you got to let that guy finish that fight. You have to give him that final... 30 seconds, right? And people say, Final oh, countdown. Well, I said, journey. Well, well, some people said Herb didn't know there was 30 seconds left, right? Bullshit. Well, maybe he did and maybe he didn't. I, I don't know. I've, I haven't refereed. Uh, I haven't officiated a fight before. I don't know how cognizant you are of the time, right? That's why they have the 10-second clap. Um, Truthfully, though, I thought I, I didn't agree with the stoppage because I feel like if you're letting a guy fight that long and be that competitive, you got to let him finish it out. And one of the fights that I would use in it ex- as an example as to why that's important would be the Diego Sanchez versus Gilbert Melendez fight. Hmm. Um, Gilbert Melendez cut Diego early, as everybody does, but then proceeded to outland Diego over the course of the next two and a half rounds at about a six to one clip. Not that far off O'Malley's pace. The last 30 seconds of the fight, Diego catches. Gilbert Melendez with an uppercut and drops Melendez. Melendez holds on, ultimately gets the victory, but anything can happen, right? Right. Montino is continually chasing O'Malley down. He's continually not getting rocked while incurring damage, and he's still fighting back. You gotta let just let the kid finish at that point. Otherwise, all everything you everything you just took was for naught. If you're saying is like, oh, you were outclassed, buddy. We saw he was outclassed in the first four minutes of the fight, you could have just went ahead and said, this ain't your night, bro. Right. Stop it then. Don't let the, what, why, why have him take another 13 minutes of brain damage then? Why? Let him finish. Let him go out. Let him go out. Let him finish the fight. I like how they got the 75 K bonus, but I wish O'Malley didn't get it. I wish they just gave it to Chris. Yeah. 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 But O'Malley looked great, man. Look great for a guy that's never been in the UFC. His stock went down. Short notice, it did. His stock went hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Highest striking accuracy ever in a fight, I believe. Um, It was, and his stock still goes down. All right. Yeah. Let's rifle through these prelims pretty quick. Mm -mm -mm. Oh, buddy. (sighs) My neck hurts. Have I told you my neck hurts? Dude, look at that crawl. What are you talking about? The ticker. Look at it. Did it. Oh, you got one? You switched it? My man. All right, cool. Alan Badeau, plus 275, taking on Rodrigo Nascimento. Nascimento's at a minus 350. Over on our rounds at one and a half. We got a heavyweight tilt here. Eight and one for Nascimento, eight and two for Badeau. Badeau, French, man. A little, little, little French flavor coming in. Uh, he's got his hands full here with Nascimento. Nascimento's a big boy, he likes to finish fights. Over on our rounds, one and a half. I'm going under one and a half here, Trey. I'm not, I'm not getting cute. I'm hoping the heavyweights get us cracking early in the apex. Dude, you're totally right. I mean, these guys are both killers. They both have a hundred percent finish rate. Um, inside the distance is probably the safest play you could ever make. You know, super chalky. I imagine that's being like the minus three hundreds within itself. But under one and a half is appropriate. I think under the one and a half is about a minus one ten. Um, over is like a plus one thirty. Alan Badell, dude, you said it perfectly. A little French dude. 
guess who he trains with? Who's Cyril that? gone, dude. Uh, your boy Cyril. Yeah. So I don't know. He's he's for heavyweight, dude. He's pretty light on his feet and mixes it up pretty well. He's so, somewhat unorthodox. Parhigo, though, dude, he's more of a stalker. He kind of moves forward, then he explodes, which makes me nervous in, he in heavyweight fights, dude, because it's kind of like, yeah, you can move around the outside and have better footwork, but all it takes is one shot. So let's just be safe. Let's go under one and a half. Okay. Sounds good to me, man. Sounds good to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Haley just texted and said she cannot come on the show next week. Her opponent pulled out. Again. She said that she has had five opponents pull out in the last 13 days. Jeez, dude, she is like the female version. She's the single most avoided female fighter on the planet. I mean, 100%. outside, of, I mean, people to fight Amanda Nunes before they'll fight her because they'll get the payday, the Nunes payday. Yeah, no, literally nobody will fight this girl. Given today's day and age, Dale, you could fight her. I asked her. I asked her. I said, "Do you? I will sign the waiver." Us, but, but I was like, "I'll sign the waiver." Yeah. Um, Trey and I'll sign the waiver. We'll show yeah. up, and you can fight us sequentially. You pick yeah. who you want to go first, and right. like you know, we'll, we'll do we'll do several rules. Like she can only fight you jujitsu, yeah. and she can only fight me with hands. I feel like we'd still be crazy plus money, dude. I feel like we'd get smoked. Yeah, 100%. I feel more confident in being able to beat uh, uh, Ocho Cinco in a fight than I do being able to beat her. <laughs> that's no joke. That's that's a hundred percent real. I'd be I'd be way more scared of of fighting her in real life than I would fighting uh, Chad Ochocinco. Well, I think Ochocinco is pretty scared right now that Poirier wants to fight him. But yeah. yeah. All right. Francisco Figueredo taking on Malcolm Gordon. Boy, this just a, f oh man. Dude, this is, this is, this is the equivalent of like when you've gone trick or treating and you've eaten all the good candy that you wanted and you've got those two like weird little screwed up candies that you're not even sure what they are yeah. in like the bottom like of your, bu your bucket. No, not even the Werther's because we're, they're like off brand Werther's. They're like, yeah. they're like the, like the generic strawberry church candies. You know what I'm oh, talking about? Yeah, that's what that these like strawberries. Yeah. yeah. That's what these two guys are, but they're not even those. They're like the offshoot ones. They're like the one, the one shaped like a grape and the other ones like, like, I don't know, some weird green apple one. Francisco Figueredo is the worst minus 310 I think we've ever seen on the roster. Yeah. I'll go on record now. I hate him at this price. Malcolm yeah. Gordon, however, and you love yourself some Malcolm X Gordon. I do not. Malcolm X Gordon is not good either. This no. is an absolute – this is – this is like a poop sandwich. Wrapped up in a poop wrapper is what this fight is. I yeah. hate this fight. I will not bet on either one of these guys at all. I, I would suggest you don't touch this fight at all. If you put Figueredo in a parlay, you're going to regret it. How come that strawberry candy is always in like a glass urn at grandma's? Yeah, yeah. Um, that's, that's something you just made me think of. But – when I'm thinking about this fight, one thing, yes, I don't like Malcolm Gordon. I hate his nickname. I love Malcolm X. I don't like Malcolm X Gordon. I think you can't take that name. That's like calling myself Trey Jesus F. Christ, you know, Van Busker. Dude, you can't do it. <laughs> I'm not into it. Figueredo, speaking of names, dude, the only reason he's a minus 310 is because of his fucking brother. We know that. Yeah. Um, dude, he's got a good cross left. You know, he's, dude, he's slow. He's not like his brother, man. He's nothing like his brother. Malcolm Gordon, he's got 
BJJ Black Belt, the problem is he's just got the most suspect chin on the planet, dude. I mean, you could literally like blow a feather at the guy's chin and he's going to fall over. So, and his cardio is awful. His, his cardio is awful, awful and he doubts himself, dude. He yeah. has his mental strength is atrocious. The moment he gets clipped, the moment something goes his way, he either quits, doubts himself, or wants to bail. So, this is a disgusting fight, dude. I don't want to touch it. I'm not even going to tell you what I think I'm going to play because I'm just not going to play it. And Big Fig just lost. So, oh. There's a culture of losing in the Figueredo household. Don't touch him. Either play Malcolm Gordon or don't touch his fight at all. Preferably don't touch his fight at all. Don't touch it. Don't touch. Don't touch it. Don't you touch it. Anderson Dos Santos taking on Miles Johns. Miles Johns at 11 and 1. Anderson Dos Santos at 21 and 8. Sleeper yeah. for fight of the night. 100%. I love this fight. I love this fight. I love Miles John. Do you like Miles Johns at a minus 170? I love it. Oh man, Anderson Dos Santos, those tasty at that plus 140. He's got a wealth of experience, knows how to finish fights, isn't afraid to get ugly when it needs to, and can be pretty if it if he if he can over in our own rounds. Is it two and a half, Trey? Where you, you going, Miles Johns? I love Johns and I love his wrestling. You know me, I'm not a big fan of my wrestlers like you are. I know. But I, I love Miles Johns. The dude will drown you like Akhmadov style, dude. Just like yeah. oh, white on rice. Yeah. I love it. Um, I understand Dos Santos, though. He's a guy that's going to walk his opponents down, too. So it's going to be literally a clash, dude. Exactly what you said. Fight of the night for sure. Okay. So where are you going? I'm going Miles John, and I think he gets it done. I think it's still going to be an aggressive fight, um, but I do think he takes it to a decision, but it's going to be a very hard-fought decision. I'm going to go Anderson Dos Santos. People's main event. Sound the fucking alarm. You ready? Quicker. Hold on. I'm sorry. I just, got, I just got a very – I got. A, we don't often get scoop that we're not allowed to say. I'm not allowed to say this, but we just got something good. So. You can't do that, dude. That's like when someone says, hey, by the way, I, I know a bunch of shit about you, but I'm not going to tell you. Like, oh, okay, cool. Um, let's go get a hot dog together. Like, what? I can't get a hot dog with you. Would you lay that shit? There we go. Sorry. All right. People's man, Anderson, Anderson Dos Santos taking on Miles John. All right, man. We got two more fights left, right? That's it. All right. Khalid. No, we've got no, three. three. Damn it. Khalid Taha Four. taking on Sir. No, we don't. No. No. Oh, Khalid Taha taking on Sergey Morozov. That's it. And then we got Amanda Lemos and your and your girl, the bunny. And then Daniel Rodriguez and Preston Parsons. All right. Khalid Taha at 13 and three. Sergey Morozov at 16 and four. I'm taking Morozov, bro. Okay, because he's from the ATT guy. You love you some ATT guys, dude, and he's got good counters. That that's what's up. Uh, I mean that, and also just the region of the world that he comes from. Ah, true, true. So and he's got he's got good flow. He's got he's. I mean, dude, he's one of those guys who's got good cardio tank. He's like, go get picked. He'll sprawl. He'll get right back up. And right. He doesn't drain a cent out of him. Khalid, though, dude, coming off that fight against Barcelos, huh? Those guys yeah. were throwing the freaking kitchen sink up against the wall. They were swinging. He's got a chin. Um, I think if it stays standing, Khalid's going to piece him up. Um, I think that if uh, Mozarov is able to get it to the ground, I think his wrestling gets it done too. Man, you're turning me into a wrestler fan. I don't like it. Yeah, but dude, I'm telling you, two years into this thing, and you're, I'm wearing off on you, bro. Wrestlers like are where it's at. I'm going to go with Mazarov too at plus 130. Yeah, plus 130, bro. You got to take him, man. He's, he's yeah. sitting there. He's chilling. He's got a dead animal hat on, sitting in the mountains at at altitude, just ready to rock and roll. Dude, he's 
he's going to destroy Khalid Taha. All right, bro. <laughs> I'm excited. Oh my gosh, I'm excited. Amanda Lemos taking on Montserrat Ruiz. Ruiz is at 10 and 1. Amanda Lemos, 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 um, uh, which again, Brazilians with their great nicknames, Amandinha is her Amandinha. nickname. Yeah, so literally her name with an HA on it. So good for her. Um, if you speak Portuguese, please let me know what that means. Um, but Montserrat Ruiz at a plus 350 women's underdog science. It's going down. Anybody with a headlock game as strong as Montserrat Ruiz is getting my money, baby. I'm taking her, dude. Kanoho mad. I'm all over it, bro. I'm all I, over her. I'm not. I mean, obviously, I'm not going to take a minus 500 in Lemos, but gosh, dude, Ruiz, we talked about it before the show, man. Remember, this is the chick that freaking looks like she came out of prison. But she's mm-hmm. got the bunny ears, dude. It's like Hugh Hefner yeah. straight up said, hey, by the way, I know you just got out of jail, but you're kind of hot, and you're going to wear bunny ears, and you're going to go to the lands. And that's what she, she does. She puts the bunny tail on her butt, too, and shakes her butt. That's not fair. Dude, it's not fair. That's She'll wreck your life, bro. Stay away. Well, I think Lemos is going to wreck her life, dude. Remember, you got Lemos, dude, she started at 135. She cuts down. Uh, she's constantly gone down in division. She now competes at 115. Dude, she was a previous 130. When she comes in, I don't know how she makes weight, but when she does make weight, she blows up. She looks like she could eat Ruiz. I don't think that Ruiz is horrible. Um, I do think that she can, if she get in the clinch, but she's not going to be able to out muscle Lemos. So Lemos is going to get this thing done. That's not the question. I think under two and a half is the play, which is never the play in women's MMA. Plus 350 on a women's fight, dude. You can't tell me anything else. I know it is science. I'm, I'm just, I'm rolling it. I can't not. It's, it's too big a plus money, man. I just under it, two and a half is gotta be the play. Okay. And also, neck tattoos on chicks are red flags that you can always see. It's not ones that you have to discover. It's not a red flag that you have to discover. A red, fl- it's it's a red <laughs> flag that's readily visible. Uh, yes. If a chick with a neck tattoo ruins your life, you had it coming because you should have known better from the rip, especially one that spans the entire breadth of her neck. Goodness. Yeah, but let's be honest, you, you had a blast when you were with her. <laughs> I have no idea. That is that, that's For sure. that's a level of extreme that that does not interest your boy at all. I am a suburban dad. Daniel Rodriguez <laughs> at fourteen and two, taking on Preston Parsons at nine and two. Um, fan favorite, you know Preston Parsons here. Uh, I think that uh, I think your boy. I think your boy Nate Gas is big on Preston Parsons. I I don't think he's the worst dude the guy's pretty legit he's right he can come in he has he doesn't have a wrestle heavy approach but he has a clinch heavier approach and what he does is he utilize that to drown his opponents down and get a sub he has nine wins all by sub so if you want to play parsons you're probably gonna already get him at plus money being it is a short notice fight i have, I have odds for it you want to oh what is it plus 210 for parsons minus 270 for rodriguez yeah dude i <laughs> I, I don't see anything. I know Rodriguez is the atypical tap out looking fighter. We just came out of a person that looks like, like you know, he's got the what 1989 big chest tattoo going. Yeah, yeah he's a scary looking dude. But Preston Parsons, dude, no slouch, and he's got slick submissions. I mean, he he can blow people's cardio with that clinch heavy approach. And Daniel Rodriguez has had a suspect cardio tank. So this is a really tough fight for Daniel Rodriguez to take on late late replacement. I'm going to take – I'll take the plus money. Why not? 
plus money on Parsons. Dude, we're heavy plus money this event. You know that, right? Which is funny because coming into this card, I was like, dude, it's pretty much it's pretty chalky. But yeah, the, which means probably that, we'll means we'll probably lose everything. Yeah, or or be richer than ever. <laughs> or we'll be richer than ever. All right. So let's let's run through these real quick. Let's put a bow on this bad boy. All right. Nasamento versus Badeau. I'm gonna take uh Nasamento. I'll take under one and a half, um, but also Nasamento. Figueredo versus Malcolm Gordon. I'm not touching that fight. Not touching that fight either. Anderson Dos Santos, Miles Johns, people main event. Miles John. Anderson Dos Santos. Khalid Taha versus Sergey Morozov. Uh, Morozov. I'll take Morozov as well. Amanda Limos versus Montserrat Ruiz. I like the under two and a half in that, but I'm going to take Limos for the sake of this. I'll take Ruiz, um, and then maybe I'll hedge with the two and under two and a half. Preston Parsons, <laughs> Daniel Rodriguez. I'm going Parsons. Parsons by sub, but not getting that cute. Just Parsons. Okay, that's plus money here. So I just want to run through something real quick. Um, Nasamento and Badeau, that is at even money. Figueredo, Malcolm Gordon, we're not touching. Uh, I'm taking Anderson Dos Santos. That's at plus money. Sergey Morozov is at plus money. I'm taking Montserrat Ruiz at plus money. Um, and is the under over under on, on two and a half? Is that plus money as well for that fight? It has to be. Hold on, let me look real quick. Where are we? I gotta find it. Um, so at this point, you have not under two and a half is at plus one at plus one ten. So it's that's plus money as well. Uh, Daniel Rodriguez, Preston Parsons, Preston Parsons at a plus two ten. That's plus money as well. Billy Q versus Gabriel Benitez. I'm taking Billy Q plus one forty. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking Billy Q too. Okay, I'm gonna take Adolfo Vieira. That's the first plus. Yes. That's the first minus money I'm taking of the night. Uh, Jeremy Stevens versus Matus Gamrot. I love Gamrot in this fight, but I'm gonna play. Stevens on value alone at a plus 185. Yeah, I'm going to take Stevens as well. So that's more plus money. <laughs> Misha Tate taking on Marion Renault. This will probably be a pick yeah. em come fight time. So I'll just go ahead and say it's pick a money or even money. So I'll take Misha Tate there. I'll take Cupcake too. And get, I'll go ahead and take Islam Makachev versus Tiago Moises under four and a half at a plus 115. <laughs> I'm taking all plus money, baby. Dude, except Instagram, for those two fights, except for those two other things, I'm taking everything plus money. The Instagram tile, I already see it in my mind for tomorrow's episode. It's just a big plus symbol. Bro. Just a big plus symbol. Yeah, yeah. it's like the Blink 182 uh, early CD one, whatever that one's called. Yeah, people are going to be like, uh, I, I rode with these guys for a little bit, but now they're just off their freaking rocker. I can't do it. Oh, it was plus 44. That was the name of that band. Remember that band? Wasn't it's that like a no. spin off of Blink 182? I thought that was some 41. <laughs> that was also a band with the number yes <laughs> there was a plus 44 yeah it was uh it was like a spin-off it was kind of like angel and airwaves type thing post blink 182 days so there was a sum 41 and a plus 44 yeah 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 there was also an sr 71 i remember sr 71 yeah they had a <laughs> they had a um they had a, a pretty uh they actually had a pretty decent song, didn't they? What was he? Dude, you just reminded me. What's up? Guess what I am 45 minutes into as of right now. Is it? Uh, okay, so 45 minutes. So it's a movie. Yep. And I've totally decided. I've never been able to put my thumb on who you are as, a, as an actor, uh, but I now have it. So are you watching The Big Lebowski? Yes. And which actor do you think you are? I'm freaking uh I'm I'm John Goodman. Yep, you're Wallace, dude. Yeah. For yeah. sure. For sure, yeah. 
Am I the only one that cares about the rules? <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm watching this. I'm like, God, dude, this is Dale. This yeah. is Dale right yes. here. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Ah, uh, it's amazing. Yeah, I'm. I'm yeah. excited for that. I'm, yeah. You know, I'm so excited. You're 45 minutes in. Do you like it so far? It's good. I'm just still. I'm on Nyquil, and so right. I passed out. But I am 45 minutes in, and I, I was entertained thus far. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Man. It's yeah. awesome. Nobody fucks with the Jesus. <laughs> I'm so excited. I can't wait to just randomly say Lebowski lines to each other. This is exciting. This is the happiest I've been in a long time. All right. So that being said, um, so, man, hold on a second. uh, mm, Why are you pulling that up? Yeah. MMA heads just posted UFC 266 will feature feature Volkanovski versus Ortega, Shevchenko versus Murphy, and Lawler versus Diaz 2 a five round fight. Thank you. MMA has, that is a freaking awesome card right there. Me likey. <laughs> you like it a lot. Me likey Volkanovsky by murder. 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 I know even though, well, anyway. All right. So um, let's talk about the shoey thing. Yeah. So I did a shoey. Um, what was other, what was old boy's name? That The other dude that did a shoey, my man. Derek. Was it Derek? Yeah. Was it? I thought his name was Derek. Oh, dang. Pretty it. good. He was having a party while he was doing it. Too. He's it having a party scary. while he was doing it. I'm checking our DMs right now. Hang on a second. He I told find. his friends, he's like, wait, 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 wait. I got to do this. And then he right. just freaking cranked it out. He was um, like, he put the kibosh yeah. in the party. Yeah. My man Derek Madison did one. And then our other, uh, our other foot soldier guy who loves beer did one as well. Yes. So yeah. surprisingly Shocking. enough, Right. Surprisingly enough, right? Uh, the most downloads we've ever had on any individual episode. Yeah. And we had a contest and we didn't have a lot of entrance for it, which is weird because some Same. episodes we get a fraction of the listeners and we get a ton of entrance. So yeah. I don't understand. Maybe it was just the fact that people didn't want to drink out of their shoe or by the time that fight came around, they were too hammered to pay attention to it. Um, I don't know. Anyway, we got two entrants. So. <laughs> We can do, like we talked about prior to the show, we can either reward both of them or we can reward none of them. Um, only small caveat is this guy who loves beer, his entrance was a little bit late. But but in his defense, he sent us a thing saying he was in the hospital. Or no, he was on antibiotics. So you being a fellow sick boy know what it's like to be on antibiotics. Um, and he was drinking on the antibiotics. Well, no, that's why he was late. Like he, he he wanted to finish his cycle of antibiotics and then do the well, shoey. I drank on my antibiotics, so I put in you, the effort. You're cut from a different cloth, man. But you yeah. can't hold you can't hold people to the same standard you hold yourself, or you'll always be disappointed. Right. Well, I can I can always you know act as like a role model. So I say we give it to them both. Give it to them both. What do you want to give them? Because initially it was discontinued T-shirt and a six or a beer. So what do you want to give them? I'm going to give them the discontinued T-shirts. So we're sending we're sending out t-shirts. Yes. So um, okay. if you are one of those two recipients, please uh, message your size. I can't guarantee you're going to get that size. Yeah. You might get a washcloth. You might get a poncho. I don't know. Um, it's going to be some size of what is available of an epic shirt, an athlete 2.0 punchless MMA t-shirt. Did you or did you not send Roy a design so we can get our actual merch going? It's in transit. Perfect. Thank you. All right, because I want we we need to get shirts out. Yes, seriously, I know. send them a freaking design, dude. It's 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 in 
it's in it's motion. It's in motion. Okay. All right. <laughs> you have anything you want to leave the people with? Follow us on all social channels, guys. Dale, I real quick, dude. Do you mind? Because I don't know how to do it. Just pull up top countries, dude. Because we crushed it so hard last episode. Oh, like okay, yeah. Two with the freaking thousands of downloads. Dude, I want to know where yep. the freaking people where they were downloading this shit from. All right, hold on a second. Yeah, dude. Hold on a second. I mean, we talked a lot of shit about some country last episode, so I want to see if they're still there. Yeah. 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 Yeah, you did that. Um, that's cool though. That's cool. Teach teach their own. Yeah. I mean I'm I'm not I'm not above talking smack, right? Um I actually didn't I think I maybe I said something negative about New Zealand, didn't I? You did. You did. Yeah, you were talking about their uh, their weightlifter that's a dude that's in the chicks. That's thing. a dude. There you go, buddy. That's, that's exactly what it Yeah. Was. Yeah. Fair, fair point. Fair point. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I did. I did say that. Yeah. Uh, yikes. Yeah. Yikes. All right. Let's see here. All right. So we will go with top countries last week, right? Let's go. All right. Where were you even listening to? All right. Obviously, U.S., Canada, Australia, and New Zealand have flipped now. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, The U.K., (laughs) Spain, Germany, Norway, India, and Sweden. Sick. Uh, The most popular form of downloads were Apple Podcasts, followed by Spotify, then Google, then Podcast Attic, and then TuneIn Radio. Guys, wherever you listen to us, and obviously, there's a lot of you that listen to us on Apple. And I yeah. see how many downloads we get versus how many reviews we have. Insane. Put that freaking – just go and click the five stars. You don't have to write. I would love it if you write it, even if you wrote, like, I'm just here to write it. And then click that five stars. That's what makes the difference. That's what moves us up the algorithm. That's what helps us whenever we reach out to managers and gyms and say, hey, uh, we would love to have this person on the show, which if you guys – and I know we talk about – New shit coming out all the time, and there is new stuff that does come out. If you had any idea, the slate of guests that are currently on the horizon. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah do you want to say one? You should just say one. No, dude. We. I don't want to. I don't want to blow it all. You don't want to say one. I can. Who has a big boxing match coming up? There's a guy. There's a guy who. There's. Think about somebody that. Think about a legend. Yeah. What a legend that has a boxing match coming up. A legend, not a like a legitimate legend of the game that has a boxing match coming up. Vitor Belfort. That's I think that's the one we're talking about. Yeah. It's in the works. It's in the works. Yeah. Oh, oh, and who else do we have? Who's a really, really good coach that wears white sunglasses? I don't know. He's co- he's coached a couple champions. Couple, couple. Do you know his name? I think he's named after an Avenger, isn't he? Captain Eric. I think that's something like that. Yeah, I think yeah, it's something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe hey, we don't want to count. Yeah, our chicken. Yeah, also, there's a there's a dog out there that's really aggressive. Um, some would call them pit bulls. That's possible too. Listen, there's a couple <laughs> things that have been in the works. We have been in like Dale, legit- Dale, 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 Dale. There's don't, another guy. Don't break all the eggs. Stop breaking a all the eggs. Brand. There is a guy that owns a whiskey brand. Stop breaking all the eggs. <laughs> so, damn it! Damn it! I, I wanted you to do one, um, but yes, uh, as it stands right now, um, we have verbal confirmation, verbal confirmation that at some 
point in time in the near future before his upcoming fight, we will have Vitor Belfort on the show. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So it's, it's, it's in the works. We're trying to get the day and the time worked out, but that is, that is something that's on, on the horizon for sure. So we will have Vitor on the show here coming up before his fight. Um, and we've got a couple more on the horizon as well. Okay. Um, I was waiting to see if we could possibly, uh, I can't, she, she told me I can't break this news, but somebody that we talked about earlier in the show has some very exciting news that we might be talking about or betting from a different perspective here. Real Can I soon. guess? Yeah. Let me just guess real quick. Yeah. Haley's on the contender series. Oh, dude, you're smirking. Oh, it's because it's, it's not shit, right. Dude, I guessed it. I'm sorry. All right. No, you didn't guess it. I didn't? You did not guess it. Oh, okay. Well, all right. No. No, you did not guess it, but you have the right fighter. You just have the wrong, uh, you have the wrong, the wrong situation here. So, um, right. anything else? That's it. Bang, bang. All right. Guys, if you don't already do so, please follow us at all social media channels at Punchless MMA, uh, Instagram, Twitter, shoot us an email, chat at Punchless MMA. Uh, shout out to everybody that continues to listen to the show and support the show any way you can. Best way to support the show is by visiting the show sponsor, stayclassymeets.com or allegianceclothing.com and using the requisite promo code. If you go to Stay Classy Meets, use code FIST. If you go to Allegiance, use promo code PUNCH. You can save 15% on the entire thing. Shout out to everybody that continues to participate in the giveaways. Guy who loves beer and Derek Madison. Shoot us a DM with your address, name, and your size. We'll try to get you a t-shirt as close as we possibly can to the size that you like. If you haven't told somebody about the show, please tell somebody about the show. And uh, we'll talk to you guys all throughout the week and on fight night. Yeah, that's about it. All right. Love you guys. Be good to each other. We'll see you later. Yeah, yeah.